With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Super necessary. God, Eric, my God! Unbelievable! Yes, brother. Yes, there he is. How's it going, mate? All good, the boys. How are you? Very good, man. Very good. Good, good. I'm just going to put my phone sideways right there. That'll look a bit better. Oh. Got him in, got him in full form here. <laughs> that better now, yeah? Yeah. We can see yeah, spot on, mate. every part, you know. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, it's been a while. How have you been? You good? I know, yeah, when did I last come on? I know I spoke to Kieran at um, FCC last year. When did I um, When did I last come on and do one with the both of you? It's been it some was, time, right? It was when we done the next-gen one with uh, Malloy and Cullen when you were in the car with Cullen. Right, yeah. That must have been... That was a long time. Was that the start of last year? Or? It was... I think it was even quite before the uh, Giordano fight, I think, as well. So. Right. I think yeah. you were still trying to get matched as ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a rough twenty twenty two was a rough was a rough year for me. Like yeah. so it was somewhere <laughs> yeah, in the definitely. in the chaos of all that. <laughs> Long overdue anyway. Um so obviously, you know, you're back on a win streak now. Two incredible wins. Um just going back to sort of you know, getting back in there after the wooden fight and, and the time off. How did it feel for you and how good was it getting back to winning ways? Yeah, that fight, obviously getting back in there and getting a win was the main thing that I had on my mind. I wanted to sort of wash off the feeling that I had um, sitting with me for, for 15 months, coming off a loss. Um, although I don't think I quite got back to, to my actual self until after this most recent fight. And I think that's because I wasn't happy with my performance on New Year's Eve. Um, although I was fighting a good kid and there was a lot of factors that contributed to the, the poor performance, in my opinion, Um yeah, I just didn't quite feel myself. But then when I went in there a few weeks ago in Manchester and finished it in the first round without a mark on me in, in true Nathan Fletcher style, then I finally felt like I'm uh, I'm back to back to old ways, back to winning ways and I'm back on top. So I'm uh, yeah, I'm finally in a position now where I'm happy and ready to move forward and, and I've put that loss behind me. Um to just stick with that for a moment, you said twenty twenty two it was a pain in your ass essentially. Crazy year for you. How tough was that for you mentally, though? Obviously, being out for that long. Yeah, it was difficult. I mean, I've always been a preacher of like mental toughness, and I always like to put across that 
you know, my mentality is bomb-proof uh, and that nothing can affect me. But it's one thing saying all that and, and reading about it all and, you know, telling yourself this is how you're going to react in, in bad situations. But when you actually find yourself in it, in your own life, it's really difficult to take your own advice sometimes. And uh, if this was, say, one of my mates going through the same issues that I had, I'd, I'd have the, the best advice and I'd be able to tell them how to approach it like a stoic and how to focus on what you can control um, and all of that good stuff. But then when it's happening to you, emotions definitely play a big part in that. Um, but I genuinely believe that the most growth that you have comes from the adversity that you face. So I feel like, although in the time, and it was a 15-month period, so it was quite a long time to be feeling shit, um, I'm very thankful for that for that period now because I feel like, it's only prepared me for, for what's to come now. And you're seeing a small glimpse of it in my last two performances. And then I feel like the fights that I continue to have now in 2023 and, and onwards are going to be, um, you know, almost down to the, the adversity that I faced. That's why I'm going to have the performances that I'm going to go on to have now in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Was, think- you, was you able to take advice in that, in that time properly? You said if that was your, your means you'd be able to, give them advice properly and give them everything. Was you able to to take advice and like actually take it on and put it into effect in, in that period? I definitely struggled. Do you know what I mean? It's that there was your emotions get the better of you sometimes. And when, you know, thing after thing starts happening from injuries to obviously first of all it was the loss. Then I got injured. Then I had a pull out um, the day before a fight. Then I, I was scheduled to fight a UFC veteran Cameron Else, which would have been a great comeback fight for me, a big name to take out. That fell through. Then we went through weeks and weeks of trying to get somebody to take the fight on a big card, a big opportunity for someone to come and face me as well. I'm out the cage this time, probably just over a year. And um, it's my first comeback fight since I lost. So I'm feeling like surely somebody should want to jump at this opportunity. Probably the best time to fight me. Do you know what I mean? And it was on a, a big card, Cage Warriors 145, which was Paul Hughes, John Vutenic 2. So obviously that was, a, that was a massive opportunity for someone to take and make a statement. Uh, no one took that and then we moved to Manchester I was trying to get a fight there two weeks after nobody took that I even said I'd go up at featherweight and Cage Warriors couldn't find anyone to sign on the dotted line and then right at the end of the year we got Alessandro stepping in fair play to him for taking it Um, and yeah I was able to then get back in the win column but throughout that whole process like thing after thing after thing I definitely like lost my head a few times do you know what I mean but then I've got the right people around me. Like you said, I did I did take their advice on board and I, and I stayed the course. And then, look, a few months later, I feel like none of that's even happened. Do you know what I mean? The, the position yeah. I'm in now, it's almost like that doesn't affect me. So it's uh, it's important to, no matter what you're going through, just recognise that nothing lasts forever. And even though it's a bad time and it feels like, fucking hell, I can't catch a break, um, it's all, it's all going to work out in the end as long as you keep doing the right things. Yeah. That yeah. thing of this, this too shall pass. Uh, that thing. Um, let's move on to like the more positive stuff. Then go on. Just, just before we do, so do you do you think it would have been an easier period for you had you come off a win before having that time out? Obviously, you know that long out after a loss, you're eager to set the the record straight. I suppose. Do you think it would have been a slightly easier period for you had you won? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it still would have been frustrating having that amount of time out when young sort of coming into the prime of your career you want to be active um, but sitting on a loss fighting's unlike any other sport in that if you play football or you play basketball or whatever and you have a bad performance um, you, you get next weekend to go and sort of wash that feeling off and correct it and make the improvements you need to in fighting well I was out 15 months do you know what I mean a, a good year you're getting three four fights in even in between that 
if you lose one of them, the period of time, it's three, four months before you can get back in and, you know, prove to yourself uh, that, you know, you can get the job done and that you've made the improvements. So fighting is very mentally challenging in that sense, because even if you're making the right adaptations in your training and you are improving on the night, again, it's 50-50, you know what I mean? Your opponent could be having the best night of his life. You could be having the worst night of yours. There's so many factors to take into account um, for these sort of like one moment that we put everything on. So it's such a high pressure environment and to be sitting on a loss for so long and then needing to get that win, the pressure you feel is like, it's crazy, do you know what I mean? But obviously yeah. it makes you feel alive. That's why I love doing it. The amount of pressure that you feel from fighting, that's that's unlike anything else in life. So yeah, I welcome all of that. Yeah, definitely. So now that you're back and, you know, like you said, your last performance, you look phenomenal. Do you believe we are about to see the best version of you? Yeah, I definitely think so. I feel like I'm 25 now. I'm, I've had the time out. I've worked on the things that I need to work on. And I'm by no means a finished product. You know what I mean? I've got a lot of improvements still to make, but I'm aware of that. And I feel like, I, like I said, I've got the best team around me. I've got the best coaches. I'm improving every single day. I'm living the life that I need to live to be a world champion. I'm not taking any days off. I'm not, uh, I'm not slacking in any area. I'm 100% focused inside and outside of the gym. So the momentum I'm building now, and I feel like I've kind of made a splash again. I've come back onto the scene, beating two really good prospects. Um, that's it. I feel like, yeah, this is this is this is going to be my time now. And you're going to see me in the UFC within the next 12 months. You're going to see me winning winning titles, whether that be Gage Warriors titles um, or going on into UFC and challenging for belts there. So I'm confident that now is my time and hopefully long may it continue. Yeah, you're very much dedicated to it. I know you, like even after you've forced, you don't go crazy with your food and after you know you, you you stay stay on top of it even after the fight so you know your dedication's there to go to the very top um obviously every fight's a risk obviously with it being an mma ain't can happen but with your last fight you took it on short notice i think it was five days was it um mm-hmm. for you do you like prefer those short notice fights and Due to that, like readiness and the overall performance, do you, do you feel like that showed Cage Warriors that you should be next in line? Uh, so in terms of like short notice fights, I don't actually prefer that. I would rather have a, a long, say, eight to ten week period to prepare for a specific opponent, just because I feel like next gen in particular we're very good at game planning, and uh, we've got Carl who breaks down all the footage of our opponents normally, and we you know we get a good thirty minute video of all the techniques he throw, all the sequences we can expect in the fight and uh, Paul Ellis and Adam do a very good job of coming up with a game plan for us so yeah, I could have it my way every time I'd have a good 10 weeks to perfect my game plan for everyone um, but that being said I'm always improving every area I don't necessarily well obviously I can't prepare for specific opponents because I never get anybody until the last minute <laughs> no, no one's brave enough to step up and fight me so I've kind of come accustomed to just training all areas getting myself in fight shape, getting myself sharp. That's another uh, benefit I think I have is in next gen, we've got so many good styles. So all my training partners are completely different to one another, but they're all really good in their individual area. You know what I mean? We have super high-level strikers, really good wrestlers, really good jiu-jitsu guys off the back with crazy guards. We've got good round, full-rounded MMA guys. So I've got a good sort of roster of fighters to be training with. Uh, and I feel like that prepares me for anything. That's why I can take a five-day a five you know, late-notice fight against Dan Dice, who's one of the top guys in Europe, and then put him away the way I did. Yeah. You, you mentioned there that obviously you're not really able to make sorts of plans because you don't get opponents till late. But when you do get opponents, say for this one, would you able to 
formulate a, a plan within those five days. So what's actually quite funny about this fight is I knew Dan was was good just because of like you hear on when you're fighting on the local scene you hear guys' names come up. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like any time I heard Dan Dice's name, I had a lot of respect on it. Everybody rated him really highly. My coach Paul rated him really highly, and I respect Paul's opinion on people. Do you know what I mean? If he if he knows the level you're at and he says he's good, then I, I believe he's good. Um, all the Cage Warriors sort of staff, I believe they they all thought he was really good as well. So um, when we got his name. Obviously, I, I was ready to take a fight. I'd sold tickets. I, I wanted to fight on this card since the start of the year. Uh, I had a few opponents pull out. So I was I was set to fight on this date anyway. So that wasn't the short notice thing. It was just obviously the opponent. But um, yeah, so when we got his name through, I looked on his on his record and he had about six wins by triangle, right, from pro to amateur. So all we did fight week was prepare like triangle defense because I thought if there's any area where he's going to be able to catch me, it's just going to be this triangle. I feel like I'm better than him everywhere, but... This is his go-to, so I've just got to be ready for this. Um, I didn't drill one triangle myself <laughs> that week, or, or even that camp, really. I don't think I was hitting many triangles off pe- on people. Um, I drilled a lot of triangle defence in the last sort of five days, and then I ended up catching him with a triangle. So that's that's just uh, that's just fighting for you, do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, that was it. That was the preparation we did. And then I ended up fucking catching him with a triangle anyway. So <laughs> I have to say that you know MMA, it's it's risky, isn't it? It can happen. You know, you even get caught in your own submissions. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I didn't. If you'd asked me before, I would not have said like I saw. That's not how I saw the fight going. You know what I mean? It was just kind of literally opportunistic. I felt him bridging to me, and I probably hit that triangle maybe four or five times in my life where like people bridge me off mount. Yeah. I'm normally pretty good at keeping mount, you know what I mean? But he exploded into me, kicked off the cage, which obviously makes it a little bit of a different dynamic with the cage there. And uh, yeah, I just thought, I can throw my leg through here, I may as well go for it. And then I then caught him. I think triangles must have been on my mind because of, you know, obviously I was preparing for it against a good triangler. So normally that, that I'd probably try and take the back off that, you know what I mean? But I must, something in my head must have just been saying, let's go for a triangle here, lad. And then obviously <laughs> I made up that I did that. It, it, it yeah. was a it was a smooth transition, like from that that shift off the top to landing the triangle. Like just it was just lovely to watch. To be honest with you, thank you very much. Thanks, Phil. Probably the most probably the most ironic win of your career as well. <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely <laughs> is up there. Like, um, so to switch gears a little bit, so uh, just want to get your thoughts on the Loughran and Hazan fight. Yeah, um. I didn't think either man looked great, to be honest, starting out. It was a bit of a weird... I mean, Kalen is just a mad style of fighter. Like, I personally don't think he looks very good at all. Like, he's very stiff. He doesn't move his feet. doesn't move his head. Um, It was kind of like two fellas having a straightener in the street to start off with the first round. Do you know what I mean? Um, And then, obviously, the finish was was nice. I'll give him credit for that. He He was accurate with his shots. So, I think he's one of them where, like, Maybe when you're in there with him, well, I don't know, I, I have fought him and I didn't feel anything, to be fair, but he must be better than what he looks like because he looks half shite, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Like His, his technique looks terrible. He's very stiff, very rigid, but he got the job done. And I, I did rate Dylan Hazan, you know, going into that fight. Obviously, Hazan's a flyweight, so it's hard to really see how, how good he is a bantamweight. I don't really know. But as a flyweight, I rated him pretty highly. And Kalen got the job done, so fair play to him. Um to be honest with you, though, I really don't think he wants to fight me. I feel like his plan now is to sit out and try and wait for the UFC. He's not going to want to take a risky fight against me. He's beat 
two flyweights on his way to the bantamweight title. Um, before that, he was fighting journeymen in the in the lower leagues. Do you know what I mean? So in reality, he's three and zero, and two of them have been flyweights. And now he's going to try and sit and wait for the UFC. So there's not really there's not really too much point going into him because I can just I've commented a few times on things on Cage Warriors. You know, just trying to say a little bit to see if it, if I can get a reaction. And normally he would bite at that because he's he's given me shit loads before online. Um, and nothing back from him. So I know where his head's at. He's trying to just wait and sit it out and not a chance he wants to fight me now. So, But we'll see what happens. See if Cage Warriors force his hand. Well, let's ask this one anyway. Now, even though you said there's no point thinking, but you, Kaylin, for Cage Warriors' next main event in Dublin, if that was to happen, how do you see the, the fight playing out then? I don't see that fight happening, but if it was to happen, I see me beating him. I, I don't really know specifics on it. Obviously, the last time I fought him, I, I took him down and was able to control him for, for the three rounds we fought at amateur pretty easily. I nearly caught him in a triangle. I think I was a blue belt back then. I'm a brown belt now, so I'm a lot slicker on the ground than what I was when, when we last fought. Now, that's not to say he's not made improvements as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he probably has improved somewhat. Um, but, yeah, I just see it going the same way, to be honest. I see, I see me beating him every everywhere the fight goes. Do you know what I mean? So whether that be on the feet, whether that be in the grappling exchanges, the wrestling, the jiu-jitsu, I feel like I'm better than him everywhere. I feel like I'm fitter than him, stronger than him. So, yeah, I see that being quite a comfortable win for me, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Um. So if for whatever reason you don't get the title shot next, who do you think makes a good title eliminator? Would you say Rishi McEwen maybe? I don't think Reese McEwen wants to fight me either, to be honest, boys. So it's, it's like, um, a common theme. I said at the start of the year the people I wanted to fight. Martin Yoni was one of them because he had the belt. Obviously, I've already beat him and he's going down to flyweight now. So I'm I'm not really bothered about that fight anymore. Um that was purely for the title. Lochran was another name I mentioned. He doesn't want to fight me by the looks of things. He's sitting out waiting for the UFC. We'll see if he gets that. I don't reckon they will sign him because they're not daft and you can see that. He's really in E3-0, not 9-0. And, and then you've got Reese McEwen, who we have actually put our name in to fight him a couple of times. Do you know what I mean? I don't want really like saying stuff like this online, but there's been opportunities where Reese could have fought me, one of them being last year when I was struggling to get a fight. And they didn't want to know then. So I don't think they want to know now either. Um, Reese is all right. Do you know what I mean? We'll see how he gets on in his next fight. He's fighting July 1st. That'll be 7-1 and one if he gets that done. So it's a good record to take out. So maybe then. I'd entertain that fight um, if it was for a title. But right now it's just looking it's looking dry for me to be honest. I'm just I'm just focusing on myself, focusing on on my skill set and proving where I can and then whatever fight cage or want to give me. I I personally would probably prefer to get like a veteran, you know what I mean? Like a UFC veteran, which is gonna put yeah. me on the UFC radar, take some take someone like that out. Um but we'll see. I don't know what happens. Okay, obviously, ideal scenario, Kane Lockman's taking the fight against me. Do you know what I mean? In a perfect world, that's what that's what I want next. I want to fight him for the belt. Uh, I just don't see him signing a contract to fight me at all. It's it's got to be frustrating. Like obviously, it's almost like you find yourself in this predicament again because of how the level you have been shown, and then obviously no one's coming forward to like fight you. Is it? It's got to be frustrating, isn't it? It is, but at the same time, I've had conversations with this with my coach and with, with uh, my management and stuff, and this is just part of the game. I feel like because I'm so hard to match, because everybody knows and respects the level that I'm at, 
it's only going to be easier for me to get signed to the UFC because Cage Warriors, they're going to be trying to push me on now. Like, they're, they're having to go out of the way, fly guys in. Like, some of my opponents for the last fight were coming from Brazil, were coming from China at one point and before they all fell through. Do you know what I mean? So the fact that I'm so difficult to match, I feel like the minute they can get rid of me, they're going to try and do that and push me onto the UFC. So whether that means fighting for the belt first and taking out Lockrun, or whether that means just waiting for the right opportunity and taking a fight with the UFC, do you know what I mean? That's uh, that's where my mindset's at with it now. So I'm not really seeing it as a negative. I'm seeing it as in I'm, I'm in a very good position. So that's yeah. the way I'm looking at things. Yeah. You say it's a bit dry for you now and obviously, you know, you had that long period out. Is that helping you? at the minute, with it being so dry, like, you know, I've sat out for 15 months, I can wait two or three, hopefully it is only two or three, but does, yeah. has that period of time helped you right now? I think it does, yeah, because I saw how much growth I made in that time period out, so I'm seeing it now, I fought New Year's Eve, then I had a nice, relatively quick turnaround, April, so if I'm, say, fighting July, August, September at the latest, that's not, in the grand scheme of things, that's not a long time out, is it? So I feel like I'm, I'm able to yeah, deal with it a bit better. That being said, like I, I don't want to be set out for another 15 months. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be that long. Just get me back in there against whoever. But um, yeah, right now, I know I'm in a good spot. I'm not rushing anything. We'll see what, what they have to offer me. And uh, like I said, hopefully it's that title fight, but I'm not uh, I'm not banking on anything with that one. Yeah. Keen will fight you if uh, no one else will sign, sign the dotted line, lad. <laughs> I'm alright. I don't. I don't want it. I'm yeah, not, not to say that I'd win. Like, I mean, I'd. I'd try. I might just hit you with a jab. That's about it. I'm not getting much else in. That'd well, be... I'll go down off the jab if you pay me. Depends. <laughs> depends how much you're putting up. Uh, I'm. I'm retired. No, I'm retired. I did put my name forward to fight you a few times, but apparently, apparently turned down on me. You know? <laughs> that was all right. Okay, must have must have been on my end. Must have been me coaches. They didn't like the fight. They didn't like the matchup for me. <laughs> I see you every time I walk in the gym. You like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah you've got me shook. <laughs> um, to go on to your your teammates. Obviously, for people that may not know, you've got two teammates who have been doing the uh, the the academy. Um, Connor Wilson and Francis Breen. They're yeah. getting their fight soon, June 2nd, I believe, in America. Mm-hmm. For people that may not have seen them, what can they expect from from that, from them yeah. too? You know? I'm very excited um, for Fran and Connor to be making their... Well, Fran's, uh, sorry, Connor's actually fought on Cage Warriors already over mm. here. Um, but I feel like he's not really made the statement that I know he can yet. He's, he's had, I think, a couple of losses on Cage Warriors, a couple of mistakes made in his fights. But Connor is truly like, world class he's one of my main training partners and he's a flyweight so he's lighter than me and he gives me some of the toughest rounds in the gym do you know what I mean so that just shows you the level that he's at he's um, he's probably the most well-rounded fighter in the gym to be honest he can do everything he can he can strike phenomenally well as you have seen yeah. his wrestling is really good his ground and pounds great his jiu-jitsu is pretty slick as well so I'm, I'm very high on Connor and I'm very excited to see you know what he can do and now he's got this opportunity Gone out to San Diego. He's getting on the show. He's getting a good bit of money from it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's nice to see him getting these opportunities now because he's worked hard for years and and he deserves it. And then Fran making his pro debut. Very very excited for this. Um, Fran is is probably the slickest with his hands in the gym. I'd say probably got the best boxing pedigree out of everyone in next gen. And um, really slick jujitsu as well. Amateur. He's got he's got a bit of a mixed bag at amateur. 
But there's been times in fights where he wasn't maybe taking it as serious as he could have done. Do you know what I mean? But now he's turned over pro. Before he went out, he was putting in a training camp in next gen. He was in every day smashing it. And then obviously he's been in San Diego for the last three months working his arse off out there. So I'm very excited to see how Fran gets. So I'll make a big statement. Again, it's a, what an opportunity for him to have his pro debut in America, in San Diego on a Cage Warriors card. And obviously they're both featuring on this TV show now. So I hope that they get a lot of notoriety for it. I hope that they get um, all the exposure they deserve. And I just don't know if I'm going to be staying up until 4am to watch the Bastards because it's going to be fucking, <laughs> it's going to be terrible time zone for us to see. But I'll have to set an alarm and get up for them too because I don't want to miss it. Like, and everybody else should do the same because they're both going to be putting on phenomenal performances. Yeah, get your energy yeah. drinks in. That's it. Get um, a few Red Bulls down me. You mentioned there about Fran having the, the slickest hands. When it comes to like sparring in the gym, who's like someone that you like to watch him go against in terms of like you know the striking and that? Fran and Connor, they are they they yeah. so Connor's one of my main sparring partners. Fran's one of my main sparring partners. They obviously work with each other a lot, so it's boss to watch them two go against each other. It's boss to watch them both with Luke Riley, another slick striker. Uh, Liam Gittins, he's a very <laughs> aggressive striker, comes forward a lot. And people don't realize, like Liam maybe doesn't look as technical as them two, but, or them three, sorry. But what he's doing, it's sort of like a, a trained brain can see how, how technical he is. Do you know what I mean? It's not just aggression, it's, it's a lot of calculated volume and pressure. And watching them all spar is like, it's pay per view worthy rounds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, I smash, obviously, I smash all four of them, like, so. <laughs> nah, really messy, really messy. But uh, yeah, it's sick, it's sick to watch all them spar. I love, I love trying to pick up little bits of each of their styles. You know what I mean? So I try and copy some things off Connor. Probably looks stupid trying to do it like, but with Fran with his boxing, his footwork, he's, he's, Fran's very good at switching stance. You know what I mean? So that's something I tried to emulate a little bit and steal from him. Luke's got one of the nicest right hands in MMA, so I'm trying to mimic that as best I can. You know what I mean? And then Gittin's just trying to get on, it, get on in with the volume and, and keep up with his pace is horrendous. So yeah, I'm very fortunate, to be honest, to have that, that calibre of training partner in the gym. Yeah. So, Goes back to just, what you were saying earlier about having different sparring partners and that, and I chose yeah, it there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, sticking with another one of your teammates then, um, were you surprised that they made Stanton and Webb 2 over giving Bonner the shot? Yeah, I was very surprised at that, to be honest. Um, especially considering Bonner's got a win over both of them. In fact, did Bonner beat Stanton? He's got one over Webb and all that. Um, I can't he has fought Stanton, hasn't he? I can't remember how it went. Yeah. I think I might have been maybe even before he was at our gym. But um, yeah, I mean, you just said it there yourself. He's got a win over James Webb, so I'm not sure the logic there as to why they put they put um, Webb in for the title fight. I'm hoping that obviously it's part of a bigger plan for Bonner. You know what I mean? Maybe Cage Warriors have got something else lined up for him. Good. Um, I know he's fighting on the Cardiff card, so potentially could have, could have a big fight lined up for him there. Um, I don't know actually if I'm allowed to say that, but he's, he's better be fighting. <laughs> he's, he's better be fighting. He's done it again. Yeah, might have fucked it there. We're live as well, so. Can't even take that out now. No, it's just, it's just out there now. Oh, well, well, it is what it is. There you go. One slip up's not that bad. Yeah. You can for like half an hour. So. <laughs> Quick, change it to something else. See that? Uh, yeah, change there, someone yeah. else. Yeah. else in the gym. Oh, uh, um, what, what I did want to ask, no, Bonner's done some cartridge, hasn't he? Do you think that may have played an effect in him getting not getting the shot next, competing at the cartridge or possibly? Yeah, I mean, when he went 
Before he dropped down to welterweight, though, and then hasn't he fought at middleweight since, or has he done something in between? Uh, I, I, I want to say, went... I'm trying to think, I think like, he's had like two at like catch weights, hasn't he come back up? I think, because right, I think, okay. as he struggled to get opponents as well, I think, so he's had to take catch yeah. fights, I believe. That's always, I mean, a lot of the time, that is the reason for catch weight fights, is because guys from next gen are struggling to get opponents to sign at their weight class, so we have to kind of take fights last minute. That's why you saw Adam Cullen fought, or fought at um, welterweight in you know his second to last fight. You've seen Luke fight. At, I think Luke was at one fifty this last one again, short yeah. notice. You know what I mean. So there's a couple of times when I was about to take catch rate fights and then the opponent bottled it again last minute. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be the reason behind that. Which obviously is not Bonner's fault. So I don't know if that would play into it. Uh, I personally just think, like you say, Cagey's have probably got other plans for Bonner, and um, don't know what they. I don't know what they are. I don't know where he's next fighting, like, but you've got you've got something lined up for him. Yeah. You, you, you've just mentioned him uh, there. Give us an update on, on Cullen. How's he getting on? Obviously, first lesson, first loss, however you look at it. How, how's he been getting on? Yeah, he's good. He's been right back in the gym, to be honest. He's, his confidence doesn't seem shaken at all. He's the exact same person he was before the loss, if anything. He's, he's treating it as as a lesson, do you know what I mean, to learn, which is exactly, every martial artist knows this, everyone who fights, especially in MMA, it's, this is part of your journey, you're going to face losses, if you look at all the top guys in the UFC, near enough, every single one of them's got a, got a loss on the record, and I feel like that truly defines you as a martial artist, uh, Jack Kennedy, one of the lads from Southport, who's, who's a super high level Thai boxer, I don't know if you, if you know Jack, but he said something on his Instagram recently, which I thought was really good, and he said that, if you're just smashing everybody you fight and you're undefeated and you're, and you're going through everyone who's not really on your level, you're not a fighter, you're a bully, you know mm. what I mean? But it shows what a true fighter is to get beat, to acknowledge those lessons, to be like, right, okay, what did I do wrong here? And to actually let go of your ego for a second and, and look at it for what it is and be like, I'm not good enough in this area, I need to improve this. That's what I did after my loss. That's what Cullen's doing now. He's assessing all the areas where he went wrong. And I truly believe with the mindset he's got, he's going to come back and, and grow from this. And uh yeah, I'm excited to see when he gets back in there. He's obviously taking a bit of time because uh, of the nature of his defeat. He's, he's probably not going to fight till the end of the year, but he's back in the gym now already. Do you know what I mean? Making those improvements. So, um, yeah, he's he's doing well. I'm actually going to see him later on tonight. I think we won't get on those, so yeah. I'll let him know he's, he's asked after him and said hello. Yeah, good stuff. Good to hear. Yeah, I mean, just to touch on that, I was reading um, something you've done with the with the Echo after, after your last fight as well, and they asked about Cullen and, you know, you said he was there for you after after your fight and how you've sort of, sort of made the journey together, starting, you know, from Southport and then moving to Next Gen together. So it, I think it just goes to show what, like, the brotherhood and the, the, the sort of family that MMA is, and especially in Next Gen, I know, like, is it all close in there? So I just thought it was, like, it was boss to read and just knowing that you were there for him and glad to hear that he's bouncing back well. Yeah, definitely. I think that's true for, especially in fighting, but in life in general, who you've got around you is so important. Do you know what I mean? So me and Colin are part of a very tight-knit group. We've got all, all of our best friends. There's, there's not many of us. There's probably five or six lads in the group. Do you know what I mean? And then we've got, obviously, our next-gen family as well there. But all, all that, um, all that's so important, if you, especially when you're going through hardships, to have people like that to, to pick you up when you're down and, and motivate you and spur you on. It definitely helped me, you know, overcoming my loss, having those people around me. So... Just doing the same for him now, and like I said, he's already he's already doing great. So he'll be back at the end of this year, and and there'll be big improvements made. Yeah, yeah. Last one for you uh, then. 
when can we expect the next uh, vlogs to come out? You know what? I actually wrote something at the start of this month. What are we now? Is it the twentieth or the nineteenth or something? We're around nineteenth, yeah. So I've not got. I wrote like I needed to make make a start on my next YouTube video this month. Now that was me plan. I wrote it in my journal at the start of the month, and I've made zero progress <laughs> in that area. <laughs> so there's no update as of yet, but it is coming. It's a work in progress. I'm very like keen to get the YouTube channel going. You know what I mean? I've obviously I've only put two real videos out there, but both of them have been received very well. You know what I mean? So yeah. considering with the level of uh, sort of notoriety I'm at now, the, the level of whatever it is, I feel like they're getting received very well. Obviously, I'm only getting a couple of thousand views and that on them, but I'm happy with the feedback I've had and um, I want to keep putting stuff out there. And I feel like it's a good little domain for me to go down. I'm not a fan of all this TikTok shite that all the fighters are doing now. Like I, I just can't get my head around it. I'm terrible, so I'm not I'm not going down that route. I'm going to promote myself via YouTube. So that's yeah. my plan for the future. But uh, I've been slacking, boys, so I do apologise there. I will try and get I'll try and get some out soon. But any ideas? What, what do you want to see? What what sort of stuff should I be posting? Because obviously I've done what a fight camp and then I've done it like a behind the scenes at the fighter hotel and stuff. So I'm I'm struggling for ideas to be honest. What else to put out? I don't just want to put the same blogs out every week. Do you know what I mean? I, I know with you, as I mentioned before, you like stay on track even after fights with like your diet and that. Maybe do a video in regards to your nutrition. Like I know I know obviously you've got a nutrition sponsor out there, but how you yeah. sort of maybe plan your meals in the day round training to know something mm-hmm. like that may be good for amateur fighters who maybe are not too sure how to. Yeah. do all that at that point it's just yeah, a little yeah. idea like that's not a bad shout at all because i feel like i was doing it wrong for years you know what i mean i didn't have a clue what i was doing with the whole weight making process i was just kind of winging it and it's only really as my experience has come on and started working with with paul reed and stuff like that and working with macro chef and speaking to people and understanding how to cut weight safely i, I look at a lot of that fight dietitian stuff you know on instagram you're aware of him the uh jordan sullivan i think his name is he works with like volkanovsky adesanya so he's got a lot of good content on his YouTube page, very helpful stuff, sort of like fight week protocol, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that maybe is something that I will do next. Thank you very much for the suggestion, Kieran. Yeah. I reckon that could, be, that could be the next video. Yeah, very insightful, isn't it? So, and obviously helps people. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. Good That's stuff. it. Do you know what it is? It's, it's more just I need to put out stuff. What What would I want to see from... Because I would love it if all the fighters who I, who I love and look up to, if they were putting out loads of content all the time and like days of training, what they're eating, the sparring rounds, the sort of drills they're doing. That's the type of stuff I want to see. Do you know what I mean? So I've just got to just put in a bit more effort and start pumping out that content for myself because people would be interested. Do you know what I mean? I feel like other young fighters coming up, I, I want to see that. So it's just, uh, yeah, I feel like the, the interest would be there. I just need to... Get on Ben Kelly with his camera. So yeah. He's ready to pull it out again. The, the, the camera work and the editing. Yeah, I shout the out to Ben because that's it. He done all that last video for me. Literally, I was just there, just, just being a part of it. But Ben, that video was all thanks to Ben. He caught all the footage. He edited the whole thing and put it out there on the YouTube. So I didn't even know how to upload it. He, I give him my details. He logged into the thing and, uh, and uploaded it for me. So shout out to Ben Kelly. He's the man of many talents. Yeah. Yeah, you just give yourself another one there, the sparring rounds, you know, as you said, like what what you'd want want to have seen from other fighters, you can do that, you know, I think there was another one you said, but it's just 
left me. You know what I mean? But I'll have to probably try, probably put that behind the paywall at the sparring rounds though, because it's worth some money that yeah. next gen sparring rounds like pay per view worthy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So definitely maybe do a little little paywall for that one. Yeah. A little <laughs> little couple of quid here and then you get access couple to it. Quid. That's yeah. it, pay per view, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean you can't be charging like fucking However much Americans pay for like UFC each year, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. We're very lucky to be honest. We got obviously I don't know, most people probably just stream it, don't they? But no. I've got BT Sport us? V, so that, <laughs> <laughs> on the BT Sport you get it all, don't you? So that's sound, but yeah, I know you mean. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it's, paying uh, pay per view prices. Them Americans, if you pay like hundred dollars, uh, don't they? So yeah. yeah, it's like seventy five dollars ago. And literally every one of them is on pay per view, like we're human when did throw the odd one on <laughs> when, when McGregor fights fuck Leon was a pay-per-view on it I think yeah yeah what it was yeah, yeah. Like, we all paid yeah. for that yeah we all bought the pay-per-view legit <laughs> yeah we all bought it <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're uh, the targets that, that Dana's been looking for when we <laughs> when we done that he's shouting out for, I'm gonna find your streamers and that yeah, <laughs> he's got free. Yeah. Lad. <laughs> Need to do what, what that uh, what that fella done where he streamed it on Twitch, but like he was playing UFC. Yeah, he was sat yeah, there with a that. pad like that, and but he was <laughs> streaming it like it. genius. Yeah, yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> um, well, Nathan, thanks as always for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Um, yes. can't wait to see you back in action. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later as well. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Hopefully someone's got the balls to step up and sign the contract there. Definitely. Definitely, boys. But uh, as I say, pleasure as always, mate. And appreciate you taking the time out. Thank you very much, boys. Nice to speak to you. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for giving me the platform to come on and have a little chat with you. So I appreciate it. Enjoyed that. Nice one, mate. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go on, boys, and you. See you later. Take it easy. Yeah. super necessary. Go now.